The EPL show on the Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. MyBookie is doing everything they can to help hashtag DGENs only cash big. Use promo code SGP for a 50% deposit bonus. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use the promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP. Sign up and prop up today. And finally, we're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just head over to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast at Gambling Podcast. I make a little appearance on there this week to talk about the NFL and to check out all of my work for sports gambling. Head over to lockbetting.com. Now is the best time to sign up to lockbetting.com because you get the entire month. We are coming off a 90th consecutive profitable month in November, landing clients over £2,000 that month, over $2,500. We are coming off a 20 and 7 run in college basketball. I've just taken on a new kid to do college basketball for me. I tracked his results for an entire year and he's just coming officially this year and he is absolutely phenomenal. The clients will rave about him. 20 and 7 over the last two days. We are coming off our eighth profitable weekend in the NFL. Eight profitable weekends out of 12 so far this year. And we look to keep it going through the month of December, a month where I notoriously do better in the NFL once I have it all figured out. So we're looking to make profit for the rest of the regular season. So yeah, sign up. Lockbetting.com is the place to go. Eight and three last night in the Europa League as well. But I'm sure people are expecting good soccer results from me as I have been covering soccer here on the Sports Gambling Podcast platform for six and a half years. Let's roll on with this week's edition of the EPL show. We begin here with Everton's trip to Burnley, where Everton are the even money favourites. It's three to one on Burnley and it's five to two on the draw. Should be easy to do this game. Everton should win. Everton made a very good start to the season. It fell off a cliff a little bit. They made a minor recovery by beating Fulham and then they lost at home to Leeds. So it's the typical Jekyll and Hyde Everton that we've gone back to after a very good start. But you still would take them in this spot because Burnley are really, really struggling this season. Yes, they beat a Crystal Palace team without Zaha. But then last week, they got their routine thumping by Manchester City. Everton are by far the better team going into this. Burnley have lost a lot here by having no fans because teams like Burnley, like Bournemouth, who obviously are no longer in the Premier League, they really benefited from their home supporters. We also 
of seeing it with Sheffield United as well. With no atmosphere here, it's just two, two, two football teams playing it out. And that's why you're seeing so many away wins because the better football teams are just winning because there's no home advantage of all. Obviously, some places are allowing fans back in, but it's not happening up north because COVID is really bad up north. So it's really the southern teams, the London-based teams who are having fans back this week. So you will see a couple of thousand supporters in the, in the game of the week between Arsenal and Tottenham. But Burnley aren't going to have that bump. And Burnley have lost six of their last nine Premier League games this season. Everton have actually won three of their five away games this season. So they are doing decently on the road. But Everton have only kept one clean sheet in the Premier League this season. So even though this Burnley team finding it difficult to score, both teams may score here. Another person that might score is Calvert-Lewin, who's actually scored 13 in 12 appearances for Everton this season. And he's continuing to score throughout the season. He's going to reach 20 or 25 goals in no time. But I still like Everton. They are Jekyll and Hyde, but they are better than Burnley and they should win this game. And I like the price here at even money in this one. Up next, we look at Man City next at home to Fulham. We just spoke about them giving their routine bashing to Burnley. They're 1-10 to here against Fulham, 17-2 to to draw, and it's 22-1 to here on Fulham. It's difficult to know really what to do with this game because Manchester City have been struggling to score goals this season. They haven't been scoring as many as they usually do. They've gone a little bit goal shy. But also at the other side of the pitch recently, they've been a little bit better defensively. So it kind of evens itself out slightly, although Manchester City obviously not in a good position in the league at the moment. But I don't think it matters as much as it would in a regular season because at the moment, Tottenham, Chelsea, Liverpool, even Man United have got back into it after such a terrible start. It is a very, very wide open season and Manchester City could easily get back into the fray Looking at the data for this game, it makes it quite difficult to make a call on it. I've been watching Manchester City and they've got defensively better. That is an eye test call. The statistics say they've only kept three clean sheets in nine Premier League games so far this season, but they were a lot more defensively vulnerable at the start of the season. In the Champions League, they've kept four clean sheets out of five. They've only conceded one goal in their Champions League group. So the combination of... uh, Diaz and Laporte does give me more confidence or whoever plays in with Diaz because Ruben Diaz is a quality defender. Manchester City do look a lot more defensively assured as of late. However, Fulham have scored in five of the last six Premier League matches. However, Fulham have conceded three or more goals on four occasions. So you're looking really here at a Manchester City handicap bet and you're hoping that they can keep a clean sheet. And even if Fulham do score, you are looking at Manchester City probably scoring more than three goals here because Fulham don't tend to really sit back and and shut up shop. And if they do sit back and shut up shop, then Manchester City will probably be able to penetrate. This will cause Fulham to come out, leaving gaps in Manchester City to penetrate again. So I'm looking at a line here that gives you some sort of value, but also gives you the ability to to push if Manchester City don't keep a clean sheet here or if Manchester City don't end up scoring four or five. And that ends up coming to Manchester City minus two on the Asian handicap line here at four to six. So this gives you the ability to push. If Manchester City do score three goals but concede, it gives you the ability to push. If Fulham sit back and contain Manchester City for a long period of time, and it takes Manchester City a while to get the breakthrough and inevitably then scoring the second, that gives you the push. And it gives you the win, of course, if Manchester City do win with a clean sheet 
and scored three goals. If Fulham do score, but Manchester City score four or five, again, it gives you the win here. I think this is a pretty safe bet here at four to six, and that's what I've picked out for this game. Manchester City minus two on the Asian handicap line for Manchester City versus Fulham. Up next, we have Manchester United travelling to West Ham, where Man United are the 11 to 10 favourites. It's 13 to 5 on the draw, and it's 2 to 1 here on West Ham. Difficult game to to call this one. Man United are very much up and down. Um, they win more than they than they lose. They have been in a decent run, but they always do have that letdown. I was expecting that letdown to be against Paris Saint Germain, and it was. We took Man United to to win last week against Southampton, and um, it seems like I have a good read on this team. So I am expecting them to continue their good away form and beat this West Ham team, who are having a very good season. But I'm a little bit more certain here that both teams managed to penetrate. So I do like both teams to score. And you're getting value on that here for me at 7-10. to 10. Man United have seen both teams score in all four of their Premier League away games this season. West Ham have scored in each of their last 12 competitive matches. United have kept just two clean sheets in the league this season. And unlike Manchester City, I watch this team and it never looks like we're going to keep another one. And uh, West Ham have only lost one of the last eight league games so Man United winning here would be a very very good result because West Ham have been impressive this season therefore as much as I think United will win I'm more keen here on taking both teams to score at 7-10 to in this one between West Ham and Manchester United the final game on Saturday sees Chelsea at home to Leeds Chelsea are the 3-5 to favourites here it's 7-2 to on the draw and it's 9-2 to two here on Leeds. I don't want to get in the way of this Chelsea team at the moment. I made a bold prediction at the start of the season that I thought this team would win the league. I thought they were way too big at around about 12-1. to one. I said that if these signings gel and if they can remotely learn how to defend, this team will challenge for the league because Liverpool and Man City aren't going to continue to get as many points as they're getting. City were already showing inconsistencies last year and showing that they were easy to catch. And uh, Liverpool were being figured out as well towards the end of the season because it was much easier to play against them. Clear the ball, don't allow the high press and uh, try and get in and behind the defenders. And we saw Aston Villa pound them 7-2 using and implementing that exact tactic. So looking here at Chelsea, they are in very, very strong form at the moment. They seem to be very, very good in attack and they seem to be defending when they need to. They've got three nil-nil draws. That doesn't seem like a great thing to highlight, but it does show you the ability to get what they need in big games away to Sevilla, away to Man United against Tottenham last week, although that was Tottenham coming to Chelsea and doing a shutout job, a Jose Mourinho part of the bus job. Here against Leeds, Leeds have had a good season, but I don't think they have the quality here to compete against a Chelsea team. We've won seven of their last eight games in all competitions. Leeds have lost 4-1 so far in two of their last four Premier League games. So when you can get Leeds, when you can get in behind them and um, and and penetrate their press, it does allow opportunities. And Chelsea have a ton of pace up front and a lot of attacking options. And Chelsea have scored exactly four goals in four of their last 12 matches in all competitions. So that does lend itself to a hiding. For some reason, I'm, I'm giving a lot of data here um, towards my score prediction, which is 4-1 here to Chelsea at 
25 to 1. Um, but obviously, that's not the tip I'm going out here. I'm just taking Chelsea flat out here at 3 to 5. I love the pick. I don't think Leeds are going to be able to stop Chelsea on Saturday. Chelsea win this game against Leeds on Saturday night. Before we move on to Saturday's games, let me let you know that everything I'm giving out here, you can go and bet over at mybookie.ag. Plus, the sign-up offer at mybookie.ag still exists. Sign up at mybookie, and when you do, use the promo code SGP to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to a 1000 bucks. The terms are simple. Say, for example, you put in $200, they'll match you with another $100 in your account. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is free money to you. It's winning season at my bookie, so come and join in with the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Let me also give a shout out here to Thrive Fantasy, because just in time for the holidays... We're teaming up with Thrive Fantasy for an awesome SGP merch bundle. All you need to do is send in a screenshot of you joining Thrive Fantasy using the promo code SGP, and you'll have a chance to win $100 in SGP merch. Now, this isn't just some, like shitty merch. This is legit quality merch made by the likes of Nike, Under Armour. Just go and check it out over at the SGP site. This is shit that you want. This is shit that I wear constantly, especially in the winter. I have loads of SGP hoodies. So you're going to want to win this stuff. Email your screenshot to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And of course, um, with Thrive Fantasy, it is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props where you can download it in the app store using a promo code SGP and you'll get an instant deposit match as well up to $50. So that's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP, sign up and prop up today. And of course, this podcast is also brought to you by Ace Per Head, who are the leaders in paperhead providers. They make it super easy to start your own sportsbook. Plus, with the code SGP, you're getting six weeks weeks free. Head over to aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP to get involved with Ace Per Head. So moving on to Sunday, we begin with West West Brom versus Crystal Palace, where West Brom are the two to one underdogs here. It's 11 to five, the draw, and it's six to four here on Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace are getting back Wilfred Zaha here. So the auto-fading of Crystal Palace stops now because this is definitely a game that they can win. We would have been looking at West Brom on a double chance, but then we wouldn't have been getting West Brom at 2-1 to one if Wilfred Zaha was still out. So this line is a clear indication that he's back. Either way, I don't see three goals being scored in this game. I think it will be relatively tight. So I'm leaning towards the under. Obviously, with Zaha in the game, it opens it up. Uh, West Brom coming off a win will give them a little bit more confidence. So this isn't in the lock territory that you might think. Um, the under is available at four to six. I don't think there's much value there either. I was expecting better odds, but it is probably the strongest play in this game with a slight lean on Crystal Palace with Zaha returning to the team and probably proving his point as to how um, important he really is. Although... It could have some effects of COVID. We have seen some players suffering with it. I'm not a believer that COVID is anything to shut the world down for. But obviously, if you get it, you do get relatively sick. 
but um, it's certainly not killing enough people to to or, or enough healthy people to warrant the world being closed down for sure. But um, there may be some long lasting effects. We may not see the usual Wilfred Zaha. So a little bit of a stay away here overall. Certainly a game that I probably won't be featuring in my uh, official picks and will not be the lock at the end of the show. But I lean the under here. And similarly, I lean the under here in the next game because Sheffield United cannot score goals. They have 13 to 5 here at home to Leicester. They're 13 to 5 to draw. And it's even money here on Leicester, who lost last week at home to Fulham in what was probably the shock result of the weekend. Um, I'm not sure what's happened to Leicester. They're still up there in the in the top positions in the league. But they're just so, so very inconsistent, which makes their games very difficult to handicap. They're coming off a loss in the Europa League, but they did rest a whole load of players. So they should be relatively fresh here. And seeing as Sheffield United can't score, it's very difficult to pick against Leicester. So I have a couple of leans here. I think Leicester will win this game. I think there's value on them here at even money. But I also like there to be under 2.5 goals in this game because as much as Sheffield United can't score... They are still a relatively difficult team to break down and they will make it difficult here for Leicester. The the value here on the under is really good because it's a plus money at 11 to 10. And uh, I don't see three goals in this one. And I certainly don't see Sheffield United getting anything from this game. Really good line value here on Leicester to get back on track at Sheffield United on Sunday. The game of the week this week sees Tottenham at home to Arsenal, where Tottenham are the 11-10 favourites. It's 5-2 to to draw, and it's 13-5 on Arsenal. Jose Mourinho didn't make the wholesale changes in the Europa League that I expected him to make, and Tottenham still didn't win. So they need to now win their final game in the Europa League to win the group ahead of Antwerp. So... It's been a bit of a disappointing Europa League campaign for Tottenham because they really should be sitting here at the moment fully qualified with five wins, but they've done neither. They're not qualified or won the group. But some of that is down to the good form that Antwerp have shown, winning four games out of five. So Tottenham do still very much need to focus on the Europa League. They're not going to get a break from that. And they need to focus on the Premier League campaign where they are still the team to beat in the league at the moment as they come into this game top of the table. Arsenal are an absolute dumpster fire again. Arsenal Fan TV is providing its usual dose of annual comedy. If you guys haven't seen AFTV, um, I very, very much recommend it on YouTube. The Bruv Bruv fam crew are back in full pedal to the metal. And um, yeah, it's very, very much fun to to watch them melt down after thinking that Mikel Arteta was going to solve all of their issues. Um, even after that win against Man United, even though they had a very inconsistent start and they beat Manchester United, uh, they were still thinking they were very much back on track. I just don't know what it's going to take for Arsenal to get back on track because Mikel Arteta seems like a good manager. He masterminded Arsenal's FA Cup triumph last year. He has got good victories, but There's just so many bad results. To lose at home to Wolves and to lose at home to Aston Villa, there is a big problem here. The Arsenal fans will really, really want to get something here in this London derby. You can be forgiven for everything, everything, if you can knock Spurs off their perch at the top of the table. But Tottenham are just too good. Player for player, if we were still doing the article over on the Sports Gambling Podcast website, um, which I was told to stop doing temporarily because they wanted to primarily focus on the National Football League. I'm not very happy about because I know a lot of you guys love that article. But if we were still 
doing that predictions and team of the week article, then we would be focusing on Tottenham versus Arsenal. And the combined 11 would be primarily Tottenham players. There aren't many Arsenal players that can get into this team. You could even argue that on his form this season, you wouldn't even put Aubameyang in there. But I'm going to narrowly put Aubameyang in there ahead of Gareth Bale. Tell me one other position where you take an Arsenal player. I'll wait. There isn't any. There isn't any. There's, it's a 10-in-1 landslide to Tottenham. That's how much better Tottenham are than Arsenal. At the, at the start of the season, because they won the FA Cup, the books had Arsenal finishing above Tottenham. They had Arsenal as the fifth favourites to win the league. They had Arsenal as being more likely to finish in the top six and more likely to uh, qualify for a Champions League position. It made absolutely no sense to me. Better manager, better players, better structure, have been better for years. I think Tottenham win this game and I'd like them to do so here at 11 to 10, making things even worse for Arsenal on Sunday. Arsenal Fan TV is going to be a fun watch on uh, on Sunday night. Last up on Sunday is Liverpool versus Wolves, where Liverpool are the 8 to 15 favourites. It's 10 to 3 to draw, and it's 21 to 4 on Wolves. Wolves won away to Arsenal, and I know they're missing Raul Jimenez, but they still had him for with, didn't have him for large portions of that game, and they still won. But Liverpool aren't Arsenal. Obviously, Liverpool are the Premier League champions. They are missing some key players, but they are grinding out results, and they are defensive. They are defending. A little bit better, actually, without Van Dyke, Trent Alexander and Gomez, probably because they're not pressing as fluidly because they know they cannot leave the, the gaps at the back because this defence need a little bit more help. Although I don't think Matip and Fabinho are at all a bad pairing. I think Fabinho has a lot of similarities to, uh, to Van Dyke, although obviously not as good if you believe Liverpool fans. And uh, and Matip has always been a solid defender that's come in and done a good job for Liverpool. Two very good, solid, big ball-playing defenders. I think, obviously, you miss Trent out wide on the right. Robertson's still available on the left. You still, obviously, have the attacking options of Mane, Salah, Firmino and Jota. You now actually have options. It'll be three out of those four. Firmino's spot in the team's not guaranteed. Mane didn't start last weekend either. Um, this team were absolutely robbed last week. I mean, that goes towards my lot record for the season. That's a fucking tragedy. Liverpool had a perfectly good goal disallowed and somehow Brighton get a penalty in injury time through VAR and um, and nobody can understand what the hell it was for. I mean, it was Robertson clearing the ball and making contact with Welbeck on his clearance. It would never, ever, ever, ever have been a penalty before VAR. VAR, another argument of it absolutely ruining the game, ruining the Premier League and we will continue to hate it and complain about it and hopefully... Uh, it goes away at some point or they change it where it actually does become clear and obvious because none of this shit that they're changing has never been clear and obvious. And I can't believe I'm on a show here arguing for Liverpool, but that's what gambling will do to you because we had money on it because it was a lock. We're outraged at this bad decision. Obviously, as a Man United fan, and if I didn't have any money on it, I'd be laughing at it and be very happy that Brian got that penalty. But that's not the situation um, here. I think Liverpool win this game here. I think Wolves will find it difficult without Jimenez, despite the fact they beat Arsenal. I think Liverpool are a little bit better and more organised. They'll also find it difficult to contain their players. It'll be interesting to see Jota playing against Wolves here. I think everything here points to Liverpool winning this game uh, at the price here of 8-15. I don't know if I did give the prices here. It's 10-3 to, to draw and it's 21-4 on Wolves. I probably did, but I've just given Hume twice there. And Liverpool is the pick here at 8-15, simply on the money line. 
Final game is on Monday. It's Brighton at home to Southampton, where they have Brighton as the favourites at 6-4. to four. It's 23-10 to 10 to join. It's 9-5 to five on Southampton. Uh, I don't have Brighton as the favourites in this game. I think Southampton did very well last week against Man United. They just came up against a team that flowed very well in the second half. They've had a good season. They are coping without Danny Ings. Um, Brighton are a team who dominate games, but they don't score enough goals. And um, I think this is going to be an end-to-end attacking game. You probably see this game and think that... Um, it's going to be a bit dull. Why are Brighton and Southampton playing on Monday on TV? Well, that's because they're just two very good attacking teams that almost guarantee goals. I love the over here at the underdog price. You've got the under at four to five and the over at even money. Why? These teams are very, very attack minded. I think we see the three goals here. And I like Southampton here as a pick because I don't think they should be the dog in this race. And they are 11 to 10 on the pick market here to win this game on Monday night. Closing out with a lock on the show. Going to be a little bit chalky this week. I'm going to just go with Chelsea on the money line at 3-5. to five. Don't want to stand in the way of this team. Leeds have had a very, very good season. They're a very, very good team in possession. They press very well. They do everything very well, but Chelsea do everything better than Leeds. And they're at home. They're on a really good run at the moment. And as good as Leeds have been this season... I don't see them getting anything here at Chelsea. So Chelsea to win this game here at 3-5 to on Saturday will be the lock for the show. To get all of my official plays in soccer, head over to lockbetting.com. You can just originally sign up for podcasts. You can get all of my podcasts for just $15 a month. Or you can sign up to the Soccer Packs. Or you can get everything that I do. So head over to lockbetting.com to check that out. That's it for me in this edition of the EPL Show. Good luck with all your bets as always. And thanks for listening.